0: Welcome to Tell Me About X, Meaningful Conversations About X by X. Today, I am thrilled to welcome our next guest onto this interview series, Kristen Lu Wong. She is an LA-based painter and illustrator. Kristen, it's so good to speak with you and be in conversation with you. I would love to start off if you could share what is motivating you to really be a painter and illustrator.
1: Hi. Yeah. So, I guess my mom's an elementary art school teacher. So I think I was just like I grew up exposed to art, visiting museums on free day. So I think art has always just played a big role in my life. And then as I got older, it's its role became more meaningful. Previously I thought I was gonna be a doctor or something because I was really into ER and my aunt was a doctor. As I started to apply to high school, I think I realized that like art was something that I truly loved and made me feel confident and really connected to humanity in a way that that not everything makes me feel connected. I decided to apply to art school. And I think also I was raised Catholic, but I, I consider myself an open-minded atheist now. And for me, art has almost replaced that that spiritual void. I, I don't necessarily believe there's an afterlife, but I do believe that art has a way to transcend time and connect people and make you feel connected to other humans in a way that religion can for some people. So I think it's also like very important and meaningful to me in that way. Yeah,
0: I definitely think that art can connect people, create community. You can feel seen through art. And I'm sure from art school to different parts of your life, you get inspiration for certain pieces or collections. Where are you getting inspiration from right now?
1: Currently, my my current piece that I'm working on, it's it's one in a series. I can actually show it. I brought it over. It's this little piece and I actually do a series of pieces that are that size and they're all based on this deck of dirty hustler cards (laughs) that I got (laughs) and I just I eventually want to make this is the card that my painting's based on Alicia but I eventually want to make a whole deck paint the whole deck and I just like I like recontextualizing the cards reimagining the women and like their desires and I think my own relation, my own personal relationship with sexual pleasure has been so complex. That's why I'm like always fascinated by it. And I I think masturbation and self-pleasure are very important. It's fun to make pieces that explore that. But as far as inspiration goes, like I'm inspired by so many different things. I really try to not limit like what can inspire me or what I can find like interesting or learn from.
0: Absolutely. And for people who are listening to when and you showed what you're currently working on, can you describe what it looks like? Maybe we will
1: get it. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a summer vibes piece. It's a woman. It's not quite done. It's a woman in a little kitty, like floaty pool. She's like feeling herself. She's, she's naked, got tan lines. She's, going to be pressing a rock, a melting rocket pop on her nipple to ice the nipple. (laughs) And there's just a picnic and eventually there's going to be the lawn sprinkler going off. So it's just going to be like a really fun, hot
0: summer (laughs) pea. Yes, a fun, hot, (laughs) flowering summer peas. I'm sharing too, just the evolution or the changing relationships with sexual pleasure too, and it manifesting in your Work. I found your work on Instagram, and it seems like you're very passionate about what you do and the messenger behind it. I was also reading about your style of of art too, and I would love to learn a little bit more about how you blend in the everyday with also the more hyperbolic and abstract. I think it was like nightmares and crude humor too that you also yeah
1: yeah. I like to make paintings that feel grounded in our reality in some ways, but also not quite because it's art, anything is possible. I also want my world to feel a little more limitless or mysterious or mystical or just heightened from reality. So that's why a lot of my paintings are ultra aggressive or ultra sexual, or there's some sort of drama. And I think that's what draws us to art because it's like these intense moments but that can also relate to the everyday things we feel. And yeah, and I do take my work seriously, but I also, I'm not a super serious person and life is funny and strange and weird. So I do think having that sense of humor in my work is still very important to me too. Having like sometimes like cheeky little nods or like a dirty sense of humor, it keeps it fun.
0: Keeping it fun, not taking yourself too seriously, but also making sure that it sparks joy with you.
1: Yeah, and that it do- still means something to me. And I still I still try to make sometimes serious work. But also, it, like not all work has to be the same because not everyone's the same all the time.
0: So Exactly. Not everyone's the same all the time. I saw one of your series, I think it was called Keep It Clean, and it was more of a printed oceans and more educational prints when I'm sure this changes based on the different timings of when you create something, but are you more likely to create something, have an idea of what you want the piece of art to say and leave it open to interpretation for the audience? Or do you actually share the process behind it? Or do you have a preference behind
1: that? I specifically like to leave, make imagery that leaves some of the meaning open to interpretation for each personal viewer. But I do I do give like visual clues that can like certainly guide viewers in a direction. But I think one of the best things about art is that every person brings something different and unique to when they view Sometimes people see things in my own work that I didn't even think of. But then when they bring it up, I'm like, completely, (laughs) because you like forget things about yourself too. you know, like it's a long life. I'm 31. I don't remember everything I've seen or been influenced by or remembered and tucked away. But then someone will see something in my piece and they'll be like, oh, did you like think about that? And I'm like, not at the time, but probably like somehow referenced. Yeah. So I think that's why art is so fun, because even if someone sees something that I didn't even, that's totally, completely not there. It's just amazing that my piece spoke to them in that way that they were able to come to that conclusion.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I also think that speaks to how people see themselves reflected in a piece to relate to you. Have you ever created something that you were maybe not surprised is the right word, but it was like so personal that you didn't end up showing in a exhibit or you didn't feel ready to show, or maybe you showed later? Um, (sighs) As far as... Paintings I make, I'm a very like, if I
1: start a painting, I have to finish it. And yeah. it's like, I start something, I have to finish it. So I've never made a painting that I was like, this became too personal. Because I always, I'm very much a planner too. So I know what I'm going to paint. I have made deeply personal works that I don't necessarily always want to share everything about what mm-hmm. the piece means to me with the general public. But I think that's why art is easy. It's, I find it easier for me to open up like through my art because you can use visual translations for things. But yeah, I mean, I did release my sketchbook recently and I had to redact some pages because they were just emo diary entries and stuff. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) But yeah.
0: Speaking of, I love to journal and especially in moments of intense emotion, whether that's happy, sad, treated. How do you feel that your identity and every sense of the word shows up in your art and pieces there? I know you shared a little bit about the evolution of you thinking about sexual pleasure, but I wanted to ask more broadly too.
1: Yeah, I'm Chinese American, fourth generation on my mom's side. And I was I was raised by my mom and grandmother with my older sister, so house full of women from a young age. My mom never dated or remarried even so very little m- male influence growing up but uh, i think that definitely shows up in my work i feel like i have western influences i feel like i have more eastern influences cuz i grew up foot in each world and and i think also growing up in san francisco in the city that really influenced how many cultures i was able to be exposed to and so i think that's why I, I tend to look at like, so many different things and try not to limit just because I know that like, there's so much out there. It's just awesome to soak <laughs> to it all in. And yeah, yeah. So I think doing art is just a reflection of who you are ultimately. So I feel like, yeah, growing up raised by women, having the femme-centric world just makes sense too. And people tend to paint who they are. So I'm a woman, you know, you paint what you know, I guess. Not all people, me, I paint what I know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that definitely makes, that makes sense. I was also raised by really strong women too. And I feel like in, in the work that I do, it's definitely manifested around that as well. I also wanted to ask if there are any kind of art inspirations, whether that's artists who are specifically painters or just artists in every sense of the word who you also either model after or on your real or virtual vision board of who you like to emulate or think about when you're creating your work.
1: Yeah, as in high school, everyone likes Dolly. Everyone's drawn to the surrealist. But I really liked the surrealism, sur- like the surrealist movement and what they were doing and like how sexual everything was. So then in high school, I think one of the first artists who really inspired me and was doing something that felt like kind of recent too and more accessible was Robert Crumb. Mm-hmm. And like he he really lets his inner freak flag fly, like unapologetically the man's master at drawing. And I remember just picking up his, they have it like sketchbooks that you can buy and just being blown away by the hatch work and the cross hatching and just trying to copy the way he draws. And I think seeing someone who wasn't afraid to be a little freak and like it, that really inspired, like, and then the surrealist that really spoke to me. And uh, one of my current favorite artists who I find really inspirational just for lots of my pieces is the photographer, Nobuyoshi Araki. And so I feel like his work, it's one of the few works where I felt like personally stimulated by some of the images, which is something that's like hard to do to like, to make work that can speak in such an intimate way to not only yourself, but to other people. And I think seeing like artists do work like that, where they're not afraid to be like weird or vulgar, just do what they want, see things how they want. I think and and have make imagery that like pushes the envelope. I think is has always been very inspirational to me. So I, I find myself drawn to artists that that tend to push the envelope visually and, and like through their subjects.
0: Yeah, I love people who let their freak flag fly. Yeah, <laughs> people who are unapologetically themselves, and I feel like the energy also rubs off on other people and motivates you to really think about the art you want to create in the space that you want to hold up. yeah. And do you think about the messaging or when you are creating work, how your art really impacts others in the community in terms of movements or conversations? Or if you think about, you know, this will probably be a more controversial piece that I'm putting out. Or is that not something that you think about when you are you're in the zone?
1: primarily i try to always make work that is for me like i just i never want to water down what i want to do because i'm afraid it won't be well received i feel like i got this far trusting my inner instinct and like yeah. all the art and artists i respect they don't always please everyone but i like their work so i do try to like primarily focus on do i but want to make like this piece and then I make it. But I do think it's very important to like interact with the community and, and your work does reach people, which is probably one of the more humbling and like inspiring aspects of what I've done when I've had people like reach out to me and tell me like in more meaningful ways, like how my work has affected them. I think that that makes you realize this isn't just for you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there cool. some feedback that someone gave you about a piece or a show that really stuck out to you or was just a, a really good piece of feedback that maybe you weren't expecting?
1: I guess it's one of the coolest, there, there have been like a couple like cool incidents. I remember there, I was painting a mural and this one lady came up to me and she's like, oh, I'm a librarian and I saw your issue of juxtapose at the library and I was showing my daughter and tell it because she likes art. And I was telling her, see, you can be an artist, too. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, or like I recently did an interview with someone from China and she said she found my work when she was like 15 and she's 19 now. And she had never seen work like mine and it made her feel freer and like she could express herself because of, she feels repressed by her society over there. And that's just super humbling and
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool that your work is reaching so many people and especially aspiring artists and people who are starting out maybe creating their own pieces too. You've shown your work in different Spaces. I know you're based out of LA. Is there a standout show at a gallery or event that really sticks out to you in your mind? It doesn't have to be recent. It could be over the past few years. The most recent show that I saw that like completely
1: blew me away was the Barry McGee retrospective at Parenting Gallery. And yeah. I'm a huge fan of the whole Mission School art movement. They inspired me so much in, in college. I straight up copied him and Margaret Kilgallen so much. <laughs> But yeah, so being able to actually see a whole gallery show of his work and done at the level that he's working at was so inspiring. And I actually I waited 45 minutes to get him just to decide and draw my book. And he was so kind to everyone, really doing full on awesome drawings in everyone's book. Because the man's master, he can draw so fast and talk at the same time. It's crazy. But it was it was one of the one of the coolest shows I've been to out here, definitely. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. What are you thinking about in terms of what's next? What are you really running towards either in the in creating art or just in life in general? I guess I'm just always trying to
1: do better than I was before. I want to do bigger, better things. I want to do more ambitious projects eventually. I don't know. I'm just really open to what I can do. Well, like, you know? I don't want to. I don't want to limit or define anything too much because I, I just want all the possibility possibilities. But I do want to. I do want to look at my work every five years and see some sort of growth or something. <laughs> I, I I don't feel comfortable like just, I, with myself like doing the same thing all the time. So I hope that I'm always going to improve. <laughs> yeah.
0: How do you see your work improving from when you first started creating pieces to up until now? I think I'm just technically,
1: yeah, I'm just like better than I was in college. The brush line work is way better. I think. I think my compositions are more complex. I understand how to draw the human figure better. And that just comes with getting older and practice and stuff. Yeah. I've been trying to challenge how I think about color and how I use color. And I just think I'm I'm more comfortable with exploring more complex themes now too and and doing that in different ways. And yeah, I just, I hope my work has changed since before.
0: Yes, it's changing. I know you do different mediums too and collaborations and projects, whether that's clothing lines or larger scale murals. I saw the prints as well. Do you have a favorite medium to work with?
1: I like working on my paintings the most for gallery shows. They're like my babies that I care about the most. I spend the most time on them. And I think of that as the main thing of my practice where I pour my most heart into, but I try hard on everything I'd like to think. So I went to school for illustration. So I think that that I'm just always going to want to do that aspect too. I like working with clients. I like challenging myself to think in different ways and solve problems for other people. Yeah. But the painting is where I feel the most free and release and able to experiment the most and have the most fun.
0: Yeah, expression and creating many pieces for a gallery show. I've never put together a gallery show, but I imagine it's a lot of, Work and it was surprising when you think about your first show that you were kind of like, "'Oh, I didn't know that was part of it' And now I know for next time, I'm going to do this, and that has improved your experience or readiness there. just learning the business aspect of being an art has
1: been the hardest learning curve for me, besides juggling the multiple. Jobs because I'm not good at doing multiple things at one time. And like I said, I like to start one thing and then finish it. But you can't do that when you have bills to pay and you're working as a freelancer. But yeah, the business aspect is really hard. It, it was really hard to say what I wanted at first. It was hard to say, it was hard to say no. And in some ways, when you're starting out, it's you should say yes to a lot because you want you want to try everything you want to just be open and stuff but at a certain point you do need to say no and set boundaries for yourself and just like different things about learning about like contracts and making sure because i've had i've definitely done jobs where people ghost me once the job is done and i never get paid So like that's a thing you have to watch out for for sure yeah. Yeah. Like people stealing your work. It's, you just have to, you, it doesn't occur to you when you're fresh out of art school. They don't teach, they, at least they didn't at my school. So I just, it's on the ground, or on boots on the ground.
0: Do people reach out to you for wild commissions?
1: Sometimes. I've had some pretty <laughs> fun commissions. Nothing, okay. nothing, Actually, yeah. I've had some I've had some pretty. Good, I'm like I, I was like nothing too crazy. About yeah, there've been some there have been some teasies. But it, it's all fun. That's why they reach out to me. Do
0: you ever say no to a certain commission because it's just outside of the scope of what you do or just the values of what you want to have or the style? I don't know. I'm just curious.
1: I definitely say no to jobs just I don't, I don't draw people tattoos. I don't do logo designs. I'm not a graphic designer, so I'm not going to design your menu or something or uh, certain things that or some people, they just want something crazy huge for 100 bucks. That's not going to happen either. But yeah, yeah, I don't think I've had anything where I'm like, I feel morally opposed to drawing this yet.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. I, just, okay. I watch all of those tattoo shows where people want like a really custom tattoo with a walrus bouncing a ball in its nose in the Arctic, all of these things. And yeah, it's a lot. And it's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've definitely had some people want something really complicated. And if I can do it, if they want to pay more, you know, like, uh-huh. Well, I like it's It's how what's your budget and what's your timeline? And do is it worth it for me, both financially and time wise for me to invest in this?
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure yeah. that project, again, based on the time and what you were working on as well, has a place in your heart. But do you have a favorite kind of piece that you think of when, you know, you are nostalgic about what you've worked on so far?
1: Like as far as like illustration yeah. illustration jobs, my Titmouse mural. I did a mural for the animation studio Titmouse in their lobby, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever to be able to paint a mural in Titmouse's animation studio. And their offices are so cool, and it's really amazing to be able to. Have a mural that greets a bunch of other artists and creatives every day when they go to work. That's just really fun to think about, and it was one of the biggest, or yeah, it was one of the longest halls I painted, and I was really happy with how it came out. Like really
0: cute and fun. It's great. It's something that people see literally every day when they go into work. So I
1: mean. yeah, yeah, the elevators. It's in the elevator lobby. <laughs>
0: Kristen, I asked a lot of questions about inspiration and your journey to being an illustrator, a painter, an artist. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you would like to share with folks or anything you hope people take away from our conversation today?
1: I guess I just hope that people were interested in listening to me that they finished my episode. And I don't know, I hope I said something that could help someone else when they're thinking about their own creative career, creative side and impulses. So yeah.
0: Absolutely. I will link your Instagram and website into the show notes. Thank you so much for being on Tell Me About X. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course. Have a good rest of your day, everyone. And we'll see you soon.